Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition, another season of the Fourth Minches Show. I'm Jana, and I'll be joined here in just a few minutes by the Sherpa. We are, of course, having a few technical difficulties because what fun would it be if it just worked on the first try? Uh, as I mentioned, we are in our 13th season, our Dan Marino year, if you will, or insert your favorite number 13 there, but well, Dan's got a special place in our heart. Uh, we are going to bring you a full hour. It's action-packed. We've got everything you're going to need, uh, injury news, notes, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, game predictions, daily fantasy picks, anything you could need to win your season long, your daily fantasy league, or just bragging rights at the water cooler. We've got you covered. Don't worry. Like I said, we'll be here from for a full hour from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, as we will be every Wednesday night. And if you miss us, because one week, one hour a week just really isn't enough, you can find us all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show. That's the number four THN Inches Show. You can find us at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16 as well. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can always email us at the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. We're happy to help you with your lineup picks all week long, and we have the Sherpa, the technical gods have smiled upon us, and he's here for season 13. Hey, Jana. I'm sorry about that. Not an auspicious kickoff, but... Uh, yeah, you uh, know, it's anyway, lucky, lucky are. 13 plus, you know, technology's tough. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just reminding people how they can find us, how they can get a hold of us, and that we've got all kinds of good stuff coming their way. How are you feeling going into into season thirteen, Sherpa? Um, pretty good. I'm I'm optimistic about my Giants for a change, and I yeah. think it'll be a, a while. But um, in drafting season went well, I thought, and uh, looking forward. You to and another I have not had of, uh, we have arguing. not had substantial uh, IR trips from our teams just yet. Only a few, not like half our team, like we both had last year. <laughs> Right, and we're actually for the first time playing um, opposite conferences, but in the same league yeah. ourselves this year. So that should be fun in a dynasty uh, IDP league. So uh, good luck to your team, a and uh, hopefully we'll meet in the dynasty Super Bowl IDP league. <laughs> yeah, that should be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, so we, of course, have some injuries <laughs> to start with, as we always do. Um, just for anyone who maybe is, is dipping a toe in the water, maybe you're just not totally familiar with everything, just want to remind you that there are a couple of different injury designations. Um, if a player's on IR, they're out at least four games. Uh, pop list is you're physically unable to perform list. That means you're starting the season on this list. You're out a minimum of four games, which has changed. Previous years, it had I been six. I think I'm on the broadcasting equivalent to that. 
<laughs> and then, of course, there's also the NFI, the non-football injury list. That means they got the injury outside of the NFL. So they tore their ACL in the championship game or you're Minka Fitzpatrick and you fell off a bike, you know, those kind of things. It's also a four-game minimum. And this year, our COVID restrictions are lessened for the time being, at least. There's no mandatory testing. If someone tests positive, they must self-isolate for five days. So just testing positive does not necessarily mean you're going to miss a game. So just to, just to keep us all on the same page here, now let's let's dive in. <laughs> we'll start with our Thursday night games. Uh, the Rams wide receiver Van Jefferson has been ruled out for tomorrow night, or if you're listening to this on Thursday, tonight, uh, with a knee injury. He had a, quote, minor procedure last month for the second minor procedure he had this offseason on the same knee. He is officially listed as day-to-day going forward. It's going to be pretty touch and go. I wouldn't bank on him for another week or two, but certainly not this week. Over on uh, the New Orleans side of things, wide receiver Michael Thomas is practicing on a limited basis. Uh, oh, I should probably mention Buffalo didn't have anyone missing practice today. Um, so moving on, New Orleans wide receiver Michael Thomas actually practicing on a limited basis. He missed uh, a million games, it feels like forever, uh, with that ankle injury and surgery and bad attitude and all all the, you know, the work, if you will. Um, He's also listed as dealing with a hamstring injury. He's going to be questionable. I mean, at at this point, flip a coin, who really knows. Uh, Also, wide receiver Traquan Smith did not practice today. He's battling a groin injury. He is listed as questionable as well. In San Francisco, I don't know if you heard, but they have a kind of new starting quarterback. Trey Lance is going to be your starter. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be your backup quarterback. How long that lasts, can't tell you for sure, but it will be for this week. However, there is a chance uh, that he may be without tight end George Kittle. He didn't seemingly out of nowhere. They're saying it's a groin injury, and, quote, we'll have to see day-to-day how he is. I'd be shocked if he doesn't play through it. It's George Kittle. He basically goes out there with one leg. Uh, and it's it's the first game of the season. So if he doesn't play, I'd be surprised. Out in Pittsburgh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky has been named your starter. Kenny Pickett is waiting in the wings. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. But Mitchell Poo is going to be your guy this week. Uh, wide receiver Deontay Johnson was the only big name limited today at practice. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. He's questionable going into the weekend. On the other side of that game, Cincinnati tight end Drew Samples battling any injury, but fully practiced today, so it's a good sign for him going into the weekend. Out in Philadelphia, Eagles running back Miles Sanders. Scott, if you've heard this before, has a soft tissue injury. He's dealing with a sore hamstring. He's fully practicing today. Who knows what will happen tomorrow. I would be surprised if he makes it through the whole game because it's September and it's the Eagles and Miles Sanders, and this is how things go. In Detroit, um, if you missed any of their hard knock season, I highly suggest you go back and watch it. However, uh, their kicker, Austin Siebert, is limited with a right groin injury. Most times we don't get a specific designation, but it's only the right side. He's questionable going into the weekend. Center (laughs) Center Frank Ragnow is also limited with a groin injury. Not sure which side, but both questionable going into the weekend. Probably need both of them if they want to win. In New England, running back Ty Montgomery fully practiced today. He's been battling back from the back injury, so that's a good sign. Uh, however, wide receiver Tyquan Thornton is not as lucky. He's going to be starting the season on IR with a collarbone injury he suffered in the preseason. Didn't look like a lot of fun. He's still trying to trying to heal up there. 
in Miami. Uh, 11 players were limited to practice. Seemed to be kind of an optional thing to play the whole practice today, and not a lot of the guys wanted to. Running back Chase Edmonds was among the, among the bunch. He's dealing with a groin injury. Miles Gaskins has a neck injury, head, shoulders, knees, and toes in the running back room. And wide receiver Jalen Waddell also was limited with a quad injury. He hasn't played all preseason, but it looks like he's going to play week one, barring some kind of setback. In Baltimore, running back Gus Edwards still recovering from a torn ACL. You're going to hear me say that an awful lot in the next few minutes, recovering from a torn ACL. So if need be, just fill in the blank with that. He's going to start the season on the pup list, so he'll be out at least four weeks. Running back J.K. JK Dobbins is questionable as well. Um, really kind of unsure if he's going to go or not. It looks like they're they're leaning towards yes, but keep an eye on that as the week goes. Also worth noting that offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley is still working his way back from ankle surgery and is very questionable going into this week. On the Jets side of things, I don't know if you've heard, Zach Wilson had quite the offseason. Unfortunately, that capped off with uh, minor knee scope arthroscopic surgery uh, last week. He's going to be out at least three weeks after stringing us along that maybe he'd play this week. It is going to be Joe Flacco as your starter for at least this week. We'll see how that goes. So the Baltimore revenge game no one knew they were going to get is upon us. <laughs> In Washington, the Carson Wentz era is about to begin. However, they are going to do it uh, not full, uh, really on either side of the ball. I'm sure you all heard uh, rookie running back Brian Robinson Jr. had that awful carjacking attempt and was shot twice. He is already off crutches. The swelling is down in his knee an awful lot, and they're not even giving a timetable for when he'd be back, but it could be sooner rather than later. Must be nice to be 21 and heal fast. Um, Also going to be without defensive end Chase Young, who's on the pup list, also recovering from a torn ACL. (laughs) Tight end Logan Thomas. Again, a frequent flyer on the injury report is limited today with a knee injury. He's questionable going into the weekend, as is wide receiver Cam Smith, Cam Sims, who's dealing with a concussion. The Browns, I don't know if you heard anything about them in the offseason. <laughs> no, tell me. They, uh, just, just a few things. Um, the quarterback carousel has been spinning. We'll get to suspensions in a minute. But just injury speaking, uh, they were – Pretty much the entire defensive side of the ball was limited, including uh, Jadavion Clowney, who was actually out today. He's sick, but they're also saying he has an elbow injury. Looks like he's going to play. I kind of just keep an eye on who gets out there this week, but, again, that's probably the least of their problems. In Carolina, uh, you might be familiar with Baker Mayfield, who's going to be their starting quarterback. (laughs) His backup, Sam Darnold, is going to be starting the year on IR after an ankle injury in the last preseason game that's going to cost him the next four to six weeks. Allegedly, he'll be the backup quarterback when he comes back, but like, who really knows at that point? Four to six weeks is a long time. Also, kicker Eddie Pinheiro is dealing with a left hip injury. He fully practiced. They're hoping he's going to play, but might find a kicker off their practice squad as an emergency backup. So if he is your fantasy kicker, you might want to have a plan B. I know Sherpa does love a good kicker injury report, so we're just covering all your bases here. In Indianapolis, another new face at quarterback, Matt Ryan is – going to be QB1 there. For the most part, they're healthy. Hopefully that lasts. Uh, However, on the defensive side of things, linebacker Shaq Leonard was questionable. He's fully practicing today. He's coming off of back surgery. It looks like he's on track to play, but again, keep an eye on that. In Houston, uh, another another (laughs) rebuild and hot mess of things. 
didn't get any better when their first-round draft pick wide receiver John Metu III uh, was ruled out for the year after discovering he had leukemia. It is supposedly very treatable, and we wish him the best, but he will not be playing football this season. The Sherpa's Giants also also getting healthier, which is really nice. Uh, only so far two real names on the injury report today. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard is dealing with an Achilles injury. He was limited to practice, and rookie linebacker Kayvon Thibodeau is dealing with a knee injury. They're both questionable going into this weekend. The Titans were without a few defensive players this week, uh, and a few more were limited today, so keep an eye on that side of the ball there. Otherwise, they're looking pretty healthy, knock on wood. In Green Bay, uh, they issue headlines there as well. I don't know if you heard Aaron Rodgers had an eventful offseason and Devontae Adams went west. But their number one wide receiver, Alan Lazard, is not practicing because he, quote, got stepped on last week. So take that for what you will. Hopefully he plays because there are literally no other wide receivers there. Out in Arizona, backup quarterback Colt McCoy was put on IR today with a calf injury. They promoted Trace McSorley uh, from Penn State off their practice squad. Kyler Murray hopefully is not playing video games. Possibly listen to our podcast, though, and if so, good for him. J.J. Watts day-to-day with a calf injury. He didn't practice today, uh, but I'm sure he'll be out there come this week. He missed too much time last year, and that dude is just not human. Tight end Zach Ertz also is a game-time decision with Got me for this before a calf injury. Anybody in Arizona who's hurt has a bad calf. Just just mark it down now. Out in Tampa Bay, again, another eventful offseason for them. They're now without Rob Gronkowski and a few other players, but Tom Brady's back and maybe getting divorced over it. However, he is unsure whether or not he's going to have wide receiver Chris Godwin to throw to this week. He's coming back from a torn ACL back in December. He wants you to think he's going to play this week. He's very much questionable, but crazy enough to try to play. So I'm not ruling anything out there. Wide receiver Julio Jones didn't practice today. They're saying that's not injury-related. Also running back Giovanni Bernard, who's dealing with an ankle injury, and wide receiver Russell Gage, who's dealing with his own hamstring injury, were limited today. And they lost their starting center, Ryan Jensen, for at least significant time, if not the whole season, with a knee injury in the preseason. So that's not ideal for a 46-year-old quarterback. But we'll see how that goes. On the other side of things, my Cowboys are still the Cowboys. Things are still still chaotic at best. <laughs> Wide receiver Michael Gallup is very questionable going into this week. I would be surprised if he played. He is also coming back from a torn ACL. He was limited to practice today, so we'll see how the rest of the week goes. Uh, also worth reminding you that offensive tackle Tyron Smith is going to miss all of or most of the season. They'd like you to believe it's most of. I'd be surprised if it's not. Uh, They signed 39-year-old former Eagles tackle Jason Peters on Monday. So things are going great. He's actually 40. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) It just keeps getting better. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Out in Seattle, running back Kenneth Walker III is questionable after having offseason hernia surgery. In Buffalo, cornerback Tredavious White is starting the season on the pup list. He's still recovering from yet another torn ACL. In Detroit, wide receiver Jameson Williams is still recovering from a torn ACL. This one suffered in the national championship game, so he's on the non-football injury list. And Odell Beckham Jr., who is currently not signed, is still recovering from his torn ACL from the Super Bowl. It seems the Rams are the front runner to sign him, though he has made some comments that maybe whoever wins the Thursday night game is who he's going to sign with. So 
I'm sure you can bet on that in DraftKings, unless, of course, you're Calvin Ridley, who is suspended indefinitely for one terrible parlay on DraftKings last season where he had the Falcons' money line in it, which that in itself should be punishment enough. I don't know why we have to go any further. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games for testing positive for a banned substance. And tell me if you heard this one before, Deshaun Watson is suspended for the first 11 games. He'll make a return in Week 12 against the Texans. And uh, that's because he is basically a dumpster fire of a human being and making poor life choices in his downtime. So if you're looking for a massage, don't ask him where to get it. And we'll see how the rest of the season plays out for the Browns. I'm sure that won't be a distraction at all. (laughs) So there you have it. We've made it to the end of week one's injury list. (laughs) All right. This gets better from here. But... How are you feeling over there? Are you doing anything exciting in your downtime? Um, no, I tried to put Blue the cat on the pup list, and he objected to that. So He I wasn't having it. Blue, Blue does what Blue wants. I'm sure we'll have some cat yeah, checking he, in uh, on both sides here at some point throughout the show. <laughs> yeah, he had a pretty interesting off-season uh, before the – I'm glad he wasn't put on know, waivers. The off- Things looked bleak for a little no, while. we – we talked about it, but it didn't happen, thankfully. But, uh, yeah, he started off the season probably, you know, slot receiver size at the beginning of the yeah. off season. But uh, uh, a lot of uh, kibble and wet food later, he's probably an offensive lineman um, there for we the go. football team. So <laughs> we'll see if uh, that helps his disposition at all. Probably not, but we'll see. I mean, it, it's He's going to go one direction or another, and we hope he goes towards the, the light side and not the dark, but he's an unpredictable little guy. Yeah, he's, he's he's excited about the Bengals making it to the Super Bowl, but not so excited that they lost to keep the string alive of a cat team never having <laughs> won the Super Bowl. But maybe that'll change yeah. this year. I mean, we're going to find out. We're going to find out pretty soon. I think he's got a chance. Yeah. Well, I think all of the cat teams should be better this year for what that's worth. With the possible exception yeah. of the Bengals, it's hard to be much better than if you make it to the Super Bowl. But uh, we'll see. That's true. I mean, we're gonna. I'm, I'm excited. I think we have some good stuff ahead. Right now, as a, as a Cowboys fan, things are still okay. We're still gonna make it to the Super Bowl because reality hasn't set in yet. So life is good right now. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we can talk later about our uh, Super Bowl picks, but I'll give you a spoiler alert. The Cowboys are not my NFC representative um, in my Super Bowl shocked. prediction. But uh, <laughs> Why don't we uh, well, cover some players that uh, people might be wanting to pick up if they've already had buyer's remorse from their drafts or if for some reason they drafted back in February and half their team is now on uh, IR or indefinite suspension yeah yeah so starting off with running backs um mike davis for baltimore this week just because jk dobbins uncertain role kenyon drake Mm -hmm. same thing uh zamir white with las vegas khalil herbert with chicago rashad white rookie running back with um, tampa bay brian robinson if you can uh store somebody on you know, if you have IL spots, that's somebody that you might yeah. want to uh, stash. And uh, Sony Michelle, who will be playing in the same stadium 
this year as he was last year just for a different team, you know, namely the Chargers <laughs> rather than the Rams and SoFi Stadium. And he might well make it back to the Super Bowl this year, but uh, more on that later. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Like that. Keep the people okay. guessing. Leave them with the cliffhanger. Yes. So wide receiver-wise, some uh, widely unowned wide receivers that are still out there for the taking. Uh, Jarvis Landry with New Orleans. If you're a believer in the Jameis uh, Winston experience, unlike my co-host, uh, he's still out there yeah. for the taking. Yeah. Uh, KJ Hamler. <laughs> Romeo Dubes, uh, Christian Watson, Sky Moore, who I know you like because you picked him in the first round of the uh, rookie draft in your IDP league. I'm hyped on Um, him. McCole Hardman, Nico Collins, uh, Jamison Williams. Again, if you have uh, IR spots to stash people on, uh, Jahan Dotson, Sammy Watkins, K.J. Osborne, and Marvin Jones, all widely available and available. potential impact uh, fantasy receivers this season. Yeah, moving on to quarterback, I know Jameis Winston would not be at the top of your list, but he's among Literally those never. that I would consider. <laughs> um, Matt Ryan, nice landing place there in Indianapolis for him. Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, I know not a fan so much uh, for you. Um, Marcus Mariota and then Mitch Trubisky, the last uh, three of those guys, probably uh, not much more than season-long seat warmers at at best, but uh, they might That's still okay. be able to help you out uh, at times this season. There you go. I like it. T- yeah. Tight end-wise, uh, Cameron Brate still widely available. Um, your friend Mike Gesicki. I guess uh, the rumors yeah. of Miami trying to move on from him or holding down his ownership because otherwise with the same quarterback and better supporting cast this year, you would think his opportunities are likely to uh, improve. Evan Engram, um, new team, same um, rotten uh, win-loss record likely to follow. Gerald Everett, yeah. Noah Font, Isaiah Likely, a rookie whom I've – Got my eye on in Baltimore and uh, Hayden Hurst, who I like a lot, uh, moving into the starting tight end spot in Cincinnati. There you go. All good choices. And, yes, I will always advocate for Mike Kosecki. (laughs) Yeah. And as far as defenses, if you're looking to stream one for week one, some options you may want to consider are Tennessee uh, going hosting the Giants, Cleveland at Carolina, Philadelphia at Detroit, Cincinnati home to Pittsburgh, Washington home to Jacksonville, Carolina home to Cleveland, and Jacksonville on the road in Washington. So those are the uh, waiver wire picks of the week from your favorite Sherpa. (laughs) Nothing happens to be able to contradict them yet, but we'll see. Everybody hopes spring is eternal, even if it's fall. (laughs) So... Lots of uh, revenge games this uh, week, quarterback-wise, but uh, we'll get to that. I count at least three. But uh, should we get yeah. some position picks next? Yeah, let's, right. get who do you like it, let's get crazy. Who do you like at uh, running back this week to kick off the season? Um, I'm 10? sure everyone 
everyone's shocked by this. Jonathan Taylor is at the top of my list. I, I mean, not only is he a beast, but this Houston team is really not going to put up a ton of a fight. Um, I've got Derrick Henry checking in at two. I'm sorry for your Giants, but he's healthy, and that's a real nice thing right now. Austin Eckler out uh, in L.A. Christian McCaffrey, again, take advantage while he's healthy. Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette in Tampa Bay, DeAndre Swift, and James Conner rounding out my top, top ten. All right. Well, we agree on uh, six of the ten, so we're in midseason okay. form. Um, Jonathan Taylor <laughs> at the top of my list, followed by Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler. So I had three of your um, top Actually, four in my top three. Uh, Javante Williams. DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, Najee Harris, and Aaron Jones rounding out my top ten. And uh, it wouldn't be me without honorable mentions. I'll call out uh, Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, James Conner, and Josh Jacobs for honorable mentions for week one. Okay. Uh, who are you staying away from this week? Uh, staying away from Damian Pierce in Houston. Pretty much this is going to be a theme. Uh, not Not looking to start really anybody in Houston right now. Devin Singletary out in Buffalo, A.J. Dillon, J.A. McKissick, uh, James Robinson in Jacksonville. Again, questionable there's some competition there. Not really sure what we're going to get out of Jacksonville. Staying away for now. Rex Burkhead, another Houston guy. Kenneth Walker the third, as we talked about. Maybe not totally healthy. Don't love the matchup against Denver. Damian Williams and uh, Kenneth Gainwell. My avoid list has Nick Chubb at the top of it, uh, David Montgomery, Leonard Fournette, Damian Pierce, agree with you there, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, Antonio Gibson, Cordero Patterson, James Robinson, and Rashad Penny. So um, agree with you on uh, avoiding Seattle backs this week. There you go. I can, I can get into that. That's fine. <laughs> Just a tough right, uh, matchup, I think. Yeah, moving on to wide about, receivers, uh, some wide yeah, receivers. Who do you, who do you like out in uh, the wide receiver world this week? Um, A.J. Brown is actually at the top of my list, believe it or not, making his debut with a new team, which uh, I know, you know some people don't uh, really aren't on board the Jalen Hurts train yet, but uh, we'll see. I, I think that's going to be a good match um, for the Eagles. Uh, Cortland Sutton love the matchup this week. Love the quarterback, uh, new quarterback for the season. Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman, Tyreek Hill, T.D. Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Marquise Brown, Keenan Allen, and Devonta Smith. Rounding out my top ten for the week, uh, honorable mentions, Jalen Waddell, Mike Williams, Juju Smith-Schuster, Rashad Bateman, and D.J. Moore. Okay. All right. I can get down with a lot of those. Um yeah, DJ Moore, DJ Moore was just outside of my top ten. I'm feeling good about him this year. I, I I don't know. I just feel good about Baker Mayfield, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I've got Cooper Cup at the top of my list. Justin Jefferson checking in at number two. Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, uh, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, Michael Pittman Jr., and Keenan Allen. Rounding out my top ten there. Yeah. We had a fair amount of uh, overlap there. I'm going to go against the grain. In, in case this is your say, first uh, time listening, by the way, people, I, where have you been the last 12 years? But 
we don't tend to agree an awful lot. This is more of an aberration than a trend. So enjoy it now while it lasts. <laughs> well, here, I'll, I'll burst the bubble right now. Cooper Cup is um, at the top of my uh, underwhelm list nice for going. this week. We did. Um, mainly just I, I don't like the matchup against Buffalo, and I'm also, for the season, just really happy that I passed on him in the couple leagues where I had the opportunity to take him, not because there's anything wrong with him, but I just don't trust the you know, reports about um, Matthew Stafford's arm and if, you know, heaven forbid, you know, they turn out to, um, I can't even remember their uh, backup quarterback's name now, but, uh, you know, if, they, <laughs> if, if it's not Matthew Stafford, I think um, his production is going to suffer enough that you're going to regret having taken him in the first round of your uh, fantasy drafts this uh, season. So anyway, yeah. Cooper Cup, not liking him. Um, this week particularly, but um, really hesitant about him for the season. Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Darnell Mooney, and Drake London rounding out my receivers to avoid this week. Um, I've I've got Chris Godwin at the top of my list. Also, I... I know normally I wouldn't feel this way, but I'm staying away from Jalen Waddle. Not convinced on the quad. Not totally sure he needs to be getting the bulk of the looks. I've got better options elsewhere. Christian Kirk out in Jacksonville. Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper. He's kind of healthy. The whole I don't know how much chemistry he's got with Jacoby Brissett yet. The whole thing's a mess. I'm not ready for it. Kadarius Tony on your Giants. Robert Woods, a.k.a. Bobby Trees, Rondell Moore, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Jacoby Myers. I would love to see you get a tight end and maybe not to, or a touchdown and it maybe not take all season, but I'm not sure this is going to be the week. Uh, Devontae Parker and Marvin Jones Jr. So apparently I'm not real interested in Jackson or New England wide receiver this week. That's what I'm down to. It's understandable. Uh, how about quarterbacks yeah. who do you like this week? Uh, I've got Josh Allen at the top of my list. Lamar Jackson checking in at two. Russell Wilson making his debut in Denver all the way up at three on my list. Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes rounding out the top five. Uh, Jalen Hurts, six. A little skeptical, but I'm going to put him in there. Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, and Dak Prescott rounding out the top ten. So I'm thinking you're probably going to have some beef with a lot of this. Um, No, I think we actually agreed on – six or seven of them, so that's not bad. Okay, I'm impressed. Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson also checking in at number three on my list. Um, The one where I start to go off-road a little bit is Tua Tagovailoa at four for me, Kyler Murray five, Justin Herbert six, Joe Burrow seven, Dak Prescott eight, Lamar Jackson nine, and Trey Lance, uh, another name I didn't hear on your list, uh, checking in at number 10 for me. Honorable mentions, I agree about Derek Carr. I'll throw uh, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, and Jared Goff out as uh, other names that I think will do well in week one. Okay. Yeah, Trey Lance, definitely not on, on my start list. I'm I'm pretty down on Trey Lance right now, i got to say. I, he didn't make it all the way to the avoid list, but strictly just for the matchup. Uh, Kirk Cousins, top of my avoid list. Again, if this is your first time, this is a theme. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones, also on my avoid list this week. Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, 
I just need to know if Jacksonville's any good or not. I'm not really sure yet. Matt Ryan, Justin Fields, Mitchell Trubisky, Jared Goff, Joe Flacco, Jacoby Brissett. Just a lot of question marks here and maybe not the world's best matchups. All right. I'm going to, um, again, just a little bit against the grain, but I'm going to say Tom Brady is somebody that I would not want to start this week. He's at the top of my I mean, list. I almost uh, put him on the avoid list. He's in purgatory. He, he's, he's on my avoid list. Uh, Davis Mills, Matthew Stafford, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Fields, Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky, and uh, Geno Smith, who, if you're starting him, good luck to your team this year. You're going to need it. Yeah, I mean, I just. It just makes me sad. Like, please reach out. We'll try to get you some kind of support or something. <laughs> it's not great. No. <laughs> oh, no. God. Um, moving well, on to tight ends. Yes. I think, I think uh, honestly, to... for me, it was tough to make a, a top ten. There were a lot of guys I wanted to put in the top ten. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I ended up with a pretty uh, – full uh, slate of also rands or honorable mentions, however you want to put it. But I also had an easy time coming up with 10 to avoid. So I don't know. I, I guess I was boomer bust in my uh, yeah. tight ends this week, but uh, Travis Kelsey is at the top of my tight end uh, recommended list. Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews, Dalton Schultz, Mike Gesicki, Hunter Henry, TJ Hawkinson, Hayden Hurst, George Kittle, if he's healthy enough to play, and Darren Waller. Uh, honorable mentions, uh, Albert Oquibunum is a name I'm going to have to work on. Uh, Zach Ertz, Smith, Gerald Everett, and Tommy Tremble, who is a name I don't have to work on, but uh, uh, surprised me a little. I let him get away in a rookie draft last year, and we'll probably regret yeah, that now. He, but he, he rounds out my uh, recommended list. All right. Um I mean, Travis Kelsey was like a 1A for me. I have Mark Andrews at 1 this week. Travis Kelsey at 2, Kyle Pitts, Dalton Schultz, and TJ Hawkinson rounding out my top five. Darren Waller and George Kittle checking in. Uh, injuries, not real hyped about it. Dallas Goddard, kind of reluctantly, but again, I just I think matchup-wise I have to go with it. Matt Fryer Moose and Dawson Knox. Frederick offseason, big contract today. I think he'll have a nice week. All right. I'm going to put, uh, continuing my um, trend of big names on the (laughs) reign of terror. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Kyle Pitts um, don't like the matchup this week. I'm not really sure what they're going to get out of the quarterback. If he has three receiving touchdowns, feel free to remind me next week and I'll, I'll wait patiently here. Uh, Cole Komet, (laughs) David Njoku, Tyler Higby, Brevin Jordan, Evan Engram, Logan Thomas, Cameron Brait, Kyle Rudolph, and Noah Font. Uh, hopefully not. you're not starting any of those. Um, Kyle Pitts, I know, would be started by a lot of people and maybe Cole Komet and David Njoku by some teams, but uh, really uh, hoping that most of those guys on your list uh, wouldn't uh, have ventured anywhere near your fantasy roster this week or any other. Here's hoping. <laughs> it's it's rough out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I also again had kind of a tough time narrowing this down to just ten names. <laughs> it was tough. 
Uh, Hunter Henry's on my list, Tyler Higbee, Robert Tanyan, Irv Smith Jr. Just not liking anybody on any side of any of these games. It feels like Dave Njoku, Austin Hooper, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, Hayden Hurst, Brevin Jordan. Just, I'm, I'm very like black or white on tight ends this week. It's feast or famine. All right. Uh, how about defenses? Any, um, any ones that really uh, stick out to you? Uh, like in the 49ers, especially a little healthier. The defense is what they've got going. Um, the Colts also very, very much like that this week. The Broncos, the Ravens, uh, the Bengals, the Titans, even the Eagles and the Washington Commanders are sneaking in there. The Saints, uh, and, and the Browns, you know, again, this is kind of fluid for me. There's a lot of defenses. I'm not really sure what I'm going to get out of this year, but I think that's my 10. Yeah. We, we agree on a fair number of them. Um, Buffalo actually at the top of my list, Jacksonville, San Francisco, Denver, Carolina, Washington, Indianapolis, New Orleans, Dallas, and Baltimore. And then if you thought that there some of those teams um, playing each other this week, you're right. I do think they're going to be some low scoring mm-hmm. games, but, We'll get to that momentarily. How about uh, defenses you're avoiding this week? Um, I, I'm avoiding the Panthers, even though it's Cleveland. But still, you just you just don't know what you're going to get. Staying away from the Bills, uh, it, much like you, um, both sides of the ball, I'm, I'm fine with staying away from. I think they'll be higher scoring, just like some of these were getting both sides of the ball on lower scoring. Staying away from the Giants, the Packers, Chargers, Patriots, Falcons, Buccaneers, Steelers, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, not loving really either side of the Tampa Bay or the Dallas game, but here we are. <laughs> Somebody's got to win. Yeah, yeah, it, it might be a war of attrition. Not really sure what we're going to get here, but I'm excited to see where our picks end up because I think I think I know where you're going, but you surprise me sometimes. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> defenses I'm trying to avoid this week are Detroit, Arizona, Seattle, Kansas City, Las Vegas, New England, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, the Jets, Cleveland, Houston, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Bears. And if you thought that was more than 10, you were correct. It was actually 15. Mid mid season so form already. <laughs> basically saying avoid almost half the league. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Sorry. Right. Just don't start a defense. Just leave it empty. It's fine. Yeah. Better than getting minus <laughs> points. And I already that's have true. at least fifteen teams with top five picks for next year too. Perfect. Perfect. We're already ready. <laughs> Including my Giants, but Anyway. Yeah, sorry about that. So, should we get to some <laughs> game picks? Yes, yes. We're it's like Christmas Alrighty. morning coming up. It's the night before the season starts. Everything's new and shiny, and everyone's got optimism. We're here to crush that for half of these teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first team I'm going to crush that for is the Rams. You know, have fun raising your Super Bowl banner, but again, without a healthy quarterback, I don't think you're doing much. Um, winning this year, but we'll see. Uh, on the other hand, Buffalo, um, I 
think that they're going to be uh, among the top teams in the league. I don't think I'm going out on a limb there, but and for some reason, week one generally has the highest percentage of uh, road teams winning of just about any week. Uh, don't ask me why that is, but it's just something I've observed over the years. And anyway, in keeping with that, I'm going to pick Buffalo to ruin the party for the Rams Thursday night. I'll say Buffalo 24, Rams 17. Actually, I'm going to agree with you. One for one. Um, Sean Miss Bay is 5-0 and in week one games. I think that this this is going to be the first L he's going to take in week one. Realistically, I think we learned last year the blueprint to beating the Rams is if you can sack Matt Stafford at least twice. And I think Von Miller and the Buffalo defense are ready for that. Um, I don't know if you remember, Von Miller's played in the stadium an awful lot in the recent history, and he's pretty healthy now, and that's a really good thing. This Buffalo team is good. They got robbed at the end of the year. I mean, they played good enough to keep going in the playoffs, and they just ran into some bad luck. This Rams team, yes, they are great. They're at home. They're coming off the Super Bowl, but they've had a month less time to get healthy, and that team, a little long in the tooth, really needed it. So I think Buffalo's going to come in. And win this one. I've got them winning uh, 31 to 24. Okay. Um, next up, we've got the Sunday afternoon games, Sunday early games. Uh, first of our quarterback revenge games, although this one is not quite as uh, vengeful maybe as the others. But we've got uh, Joe Flacco hosting you know, the, his former team, the Jets hosting the Ravens, and he's going to be starting this week and for several weeks to come. I think the Jets yeah. put up a good fight here, but I just think that uh, Lamar Jackson, even after losing Marquise Brown, has still uh, got enough weaponry there that uh, he's going to be able to um, pull this one out. I'll say the you know, Rashad Bateman, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, uh, Ravens 28, and the Joe Flacco is uh, 24. Uh, I'm I'm also going with the former Joe Flacco's, the Ravens, to win 31-21 in the Flacco Revenge Bowl. Um, so Zach Wilson obviously still recovering from the knee injury. The Jets have a lot of young players, and I think there's there's a they're certainly going to look better than they did last year. But right now, there's absolutely no consistency. No one's healthy. No one's played any time together for any real length of time. We're not even sure if Joe Flacco is really an effective quarterback anymore. Um, so we're going to find out pretty soon. Uh, also, Lamar Jackson, fully in show-me-the-money mode. I mean, he's got a two-day deadline until Friday to negotiate his contract. I don't know if you know, but he and his mom are the ones who negotiate contracts. So he's going to have his plate full coming into this week. So either he's going to get paid, which it doesn't look like he's going to, or he's going to go out there with something to prove like he did last season. And we know how well that went. So I'm taking Lamar Jackson taking them by 10 points. I think it's going to be uh, a sight to see. Yeah, if he has the kind of contract year that uh, Aaron Judge is having in baseball, he's uh, going to break somebody's bank next today. year. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope he's given his mom a good cut. <laughs> I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he's not paying an agent, he can at least afford to give her a exactly. few percent of whatever he makes. Chances are he's doing that already, but anyway. All right, next up in the revenge uh, tour, we've got Baker Mayfield, who actually has gone on record as saying he's going to F up the, his former team. Um, 
I mean, he's selling merch. He's got merch out. I love it. This is chaos. It's incredible. (laughs) Next thing you know, he'll be having a garage sale in Carolina. I uh, can't wait. Can't wait for the commercials. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Carolina, I. Christian McCaffrey is back in Cleveland. Quarterback situation is best. I mean, I like Jacoby Brissett, but given all the uncertainty with Deshaun Watson and how that kind of went down to the 10th hour, if not the 11th hour, I really think there's a cloud hovering over this uh, Cleveland team coming into the season. But, you know, they've certainly got some yeah. talented skill position players between Nick Chubb and, you know, Amari Cooper and, you know, I, you know and David Njoku. But I just – think this is yeah until they show me otherwise i'm not uh on the bandwagon for them and i'll go with carolina 28 over cleveland 20 in this one as baker mayfield is the first quarterback to get his revenge this season yeah yeah for sure um i'm taking carolina 24 20 i think it'll be a closer game um baker mayfield's fired up i'm i'm super into it this whole thing is just the, the energy of it is a hot mess. Christian McCaffrey's healthy for the moment. The offensive line has improved a little bit. Baker Mayfield's going to actually be kind of behind an offensive line, which is something new and different feeling for him. So he, his body all works at the same time. Christian McCaffrey's legs all work at the same time. That's usually a recipe for success. Um, Cleveland, I mean, the best thing that came out of their offseason was when someone asked Jacoby Brissett if it was hard to not be Deshaun Watson, and he said, no, it's not. <laughs> It just, there's too much outside chatter. There's too much going on. And then having to play Baker Mayfield the first week, it it's too insurmountable. So Carolina wins, not by a ton, but they're going to win. Right. Next up, we've got uh, uh, AFC South um, divisional game with uh, Indianapolis traveling to Houston. And I hope Houston's better this year, but... I really like what Indianapolis did, just pulling the plug on the Carson Wentz experience and bringing in Matt Ryan, who, although probably about 10 years older than Carson Wentz, is also, you know, in my mind, at least a better quarterback, even at this point in his career. I'll go with uh, Indianapolis to get things off on the right foot with uh, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, and I'll say that the Matt Ryan era um, kicks off with a 28-21 victory for the Colts. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Colts to win also. Again, we don't normally agree this much, so enjoy the, the calm before the storm. Things are going to get dicey ahead, trust me. Um, but for the moment, we are in agreement here. Uh, Matt Ryan, again, he's another guy who, much like Baker Mayfield, is going to be experiencing something new in that he has an offensive line in front of him. He's got a number one running back. He's got a couple of healthy receivers that look like they might show up every week. So even on the road, I think they're going to dominate here. Lovey Smith and the Texans are deep in a rebuild. Things aren't going to get better for a little while there. I think not only is Indianapolis going to win this game, but I think they're also going to win their division. So we'll see how that plays out. Score for us? Uh, 30 to 21. So Indianapolis by almost by nine. Okay. Uh, Next up, we have one of the games that I don't think too many people will be clamoring to watch this weekend, but we've got Jacksonville going to Washington. Maybe a little bit of intrigue with 
you know, the new coach for Jacksonville, the new quarterback for Washington. But uh, to me, this is one of those coin toss games, but I'm going to be optimistic for Jacksonville and say that they'll, uh, for the second season in a row, kick off their, their season with a victory, which may be one of the few they get this season, but maybe they'll get a few more than they did last season. But I'm not sure what's going on at running back there yet. I still think James Robinson could uh, do some damage this year if he's healthy, but that's a big question mark. But uh, Trevor Lawrence should be better. They brought in some wide receivers. Marvin Jones is still there. I'll go with Jacksonville 20 over Washington 17. I'm just uh, not, not on board with Carson Wentz. Well, good news. We have got our first disagreement here. I and and if you've listened to the show at all over the last decade, you know I am a hardcore Jacksonville apologist. I mean, I am on board with CJ Bessard. I will let them do just about anything and apologize for it on a football field. But I think the Carson Wentz era is gonna start strong in Washington. And I think they're going to be better than you and most in the world give them credit for. I think Carson Wentz got kind of a raw deal in Indianapolis. Wasn't a great setup. He, the offense wasn't run particularly well for him to succeed. And I think coming into Washington, yes, there's still some expectations, but it's not as heavy as it was. No one really expects Washington to do anything. But I think it's going to go well. I think they're going to win 28-23, even without Chase Young. This Washington defense is better than people give it credit for. Jacksonville is still kind of a mess. They need to prove they're not a mess. I don't think Doug Peterson is necessarily the answer here. Trevor Lawrence has to hit receivers that are employed by his own organization, not defensive ends and defensive backs, cornerbacks on other teams. When I start seeing that consistently, I'll get on board. If C.J. Beathard gets under center, this whole thing changes. But I think Carson Wentz is going to get the win this week. Starting the Washington era off with a W. I I look at him. I just <laughs> I don't see that his supporting cast is as good in Washington as it was in Indianapolis. I mean, to me, he was set up to succeed there, and you know, and didn't. And I, I don't know. I, mean, I think I, granted, if you have Jonathan Taylor, yes, you go run heavy. But I think that the team never learned how to survive with a pass and run game. They they let the run game be the sole focus. And when push came to shove in the last two, three weeks of the season and they had to win with the pass, they couldn't do it. They just weren't equipped to. It wasn't wasn't ready. And I think in Washington, you have to do that. It's, you never know who's going to be healthy at running back. You don't know what's going on there. I think Carson Wentz is going to actually shoulder some of the load here and people are going to be pleasantly surprised. I still have that Thursday night game from last season where the Colts hosted the Jets and Got up on them something like 45 to 17 and then had to hold on for dear life at the end. But they they were definitely capable of scoring points with their passing game, and they did at least on that one occasion. But just how they fell apart at the end of the season there, I just don't think, you know, if you're a top-notch quarterback that you you can do that. But uh, we'll see. It should be an interesting discussion for future weeks. Yeah. So moving on. I don't think we've heard the last of this. (laughs) <laughs> no, probably not. Um, moving on, we've got uh, New England traveling to Miami and what should be an interesting uh, AFC East game to kick off the season. I'm actually going to take the Dolphins here. I think the Tyree Kill to a Tagovailoa uh, era is going to get off to a good start. 
and I'll say the Cheetah and Tua 30 and New England 27. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm taking the fighting Tua Tungabailoa as the win 21-17. Uh, I think you might actually know the playbook now. I'm hoping after three years we might have it under control. I think he might know who a couple of his receivers are now, maybe get crazy and throw at some of them. You can't overthrow some of these guys. Now, can you underthrow him? Maybe. But that's where Mike Kosecki comes in. I think Tua looks better. He's matured a little bit. And the Miami defense is, again, above average. They're not elite. They're not great. But they're better than you think. And I think Miami's going to steal one here in New England. I mean, they don't even have have coordinators right now. They have Bill Belichick. They never hired an offensive coordinator. They just let Josh McDaniels go, and they're like, it's fine. We'll have coordinator by committee. This doesn't make any sense. The mess. Yeah, I'm get sure there's some people in New Jersey and Detroit that will be rooting against their coordinator by committee. But, uh, I think Because, so. again, those were not the two guys you want to put your offensive hands in. But, like, again, nobody asked me. So <laughs> I'm no. going with Miami. <laughs> All right. Um, New Orleans at Atlanta, another divisional rivalry game to – kick off the season. This, to me, uh, I, ha- I thought about this game more than you know, I probably should have, and I think it might be a little bit closer than I think, but uh, New Orleans, I think even with Jameis Winston, who I know you're not a fan, but I think they'll get their season off to on the good side. Um, I know he didn't play at all this preseason, but so what? I think uh, against Atlanta's defense, it'll probably seem like a preseason game to them, but uh, I'll go with New Orleans 24, Atlanta 21 here. I'm I'm actually going to agree with you. Granted, again, if you've listened to the show anytime over like the last three years, I just don't pick the Falcons until they give me a reason to pick them, and they haven't yet. So until you show me some real change, Atlanta, still on my shit list. Not getting picked to win. Even if that means I have to go with Jameis Winston, who, again, I am historically not a huge fan of. Um, but remember back last year when he was a real live quarterback before he blew his knee out? He actually looked pretty good. And New Orleans is getting healthy. We might have Michael Thomas back on the field. Mark Ingram's back. We're in number 22 since they traded C.J. Gardner-Johnson to the Eagles. Update your program accordingly. But things look and feel a little more familiar, a little better in New Orleans. I really do like the idea of Marcus Mariota at quarterback for the Falcons, but I want to see if he can get through a whole game without a soft tissue injury. We haven't seen that happen in a few years. So if he can, I'm intrigued. But right now, I'm going to go with James Winston. And what's your score? 27-17. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Philadelphia at Detroit. I think this is going to be one of the higher scoring games of the day, especially for the early games. And um, I think both these offenses can keep things interesting. question is who has the better defense. And I think the Eagles went out and find some guys and traded for some guys that I think are going to make their defense uh, good enough um, for this season, especially in a matchup like this. I'm going to say that uh, even with all the hype, um, about uh, some of their skill position players. I think Philadelphia wins this pretty easily, but uh, I'll say 34-27. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm actually going to go with 
Detroit to win this game, 28-27. I think it's going to be a bit of a barn burner. I don't respect the offenses quite as much as you do. I think the defenses will play more of a role, more in the sense that both Jared Goff and Jalen Hurts are going to make some potentially costly mistakes. I don't actually know if Jalen Hurts is any better at being a quarterback because from what I saw last year, if I know you only roll to the right, every defender does as well. It's just a little too predictable, not making smart decisions. He's got better receivers down there, but I'm not entirely sure he's going to have enough time to get to them. Detroit's hungry. They're healthy. They have a little more consistency in the lineup. The Eagles did get better on paper, but I'm not sure how it's going to work consistency-wise yet. So I'm – I'm going with Detroit, just a little more trust, a little more flow, a little more consistency. I think they're going to steal one here. And your family will be overjoyed, I'm sure. Uh, They disowned me a very long time ago. I can't even watch games on the same floor of the house as them when I'm here. (laughs) That started at about uh, 86, for all of you keeping score at home. (laughs) Yeah. So next up, we've got uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, I don't think they're going to have a Super Bowl hangover, but I do think that uh, Pittsburgh will keep this game interesting, even with uh, Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. He's still wearing a black jersey, but uh, black uniform, just a different uh, um, logos and decals. Close, but I'll go with Cincinnati to pull this out. I'll say Cincinnati 30, Pittsburgh 24. Hopefully Joe Burrow is completely healthy and uh, can keep building on what he did last year because it was a lot of fun to watch. Especially it was. That an awful lot of fun to watch. I uh, also going with Cincinnati to win this. I've got them winning 31 to 20. Uh, this would be the fourth straight win in a row over Pittsburgh, which hasn't happened in over 20 years. Even if Joe Burrows isn't 100%, he's got, you know, the the whole kidney, the appendix exploding and and surgery, it's not ideal, but the Bengals are a superior team on every every part of the football team here. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is looking over his shoulder at Kenny Pickett when he really needs to be looking everywhere else because his offensive line is going to be collapsing. He's going to have a long day. Najee Harris may be the only bright spot here for the Steelers, but Cincinnati is going to win this easily. I don't feel like this is going to be particularly competitive. All right, next up we have a game between two teams that would have been interesting in the 1980s, but we're not there anymore. Uh, the 49ers and the Bears. No, we're not. Um, and, yeah, here here we have a matchup between two young quarterbacks, uh, two second-year quarterbacks who have a lot to prove, and Trey Lance and Justin Fields. I actually have one team this year where I, those are my two quarterbacks, so that should be interesting. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Trey Lances to uh, win this, even with the uncertainty in their backfield. I think they just have a little more skill at the skill positions. And uh, I think Keyshawn Johnson called out the Bears for being a dumpster fire in the preseason. And unfortunately, yeah, I think crazy. he's probably going to be proven right. And I'll say uh, 49ers 27, Bears 17. I, I'm actually taking the Bears to win this game 24-17. Um, I, don't, I don't love a lot of what's happening in San Francisco. The fact that we brought Jimmy Garoppolo back when clearly nobody wanted to trade for him and you're going to pay an, an obscene amount of money tells me Trey Lance isn't ready to be your quarterback and you're not really sure what to do. Trey Lance has not really instilled a lot of confidence in me. I, I just 
I don't think anything good's happening there. We haven't seen their running back stay healthy in years. Without that, with injuries, I'm just not feeling good about it. I think Chicago might sneak one in here. I think it's more going to be like a David Montgomery show than anyone else lighting the world on fire, and perhaps Trey Lance gives up a, a pick six or two. But I think Chicago's going to win this at home, 24-17. Might be the high spot for Chicago this year, but they're going to have one. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Minnesota hosting Green Bay. This is another game we're likely to disagree on. I'm going to go with the home team here. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's never in the upper echelon of NFL quarterbacks, but he's always somewhere in that second or third tier, kind of reliable, steady, You know, always has good stats at the end of the season, lower um, QB1, high QB2 option for most uh, fantasy teams. And they have a little more continuity than the Packers do. And I think especially early in the season with the chemistry maybe not there yet with Aaron Rodgers and his receivers. On the contrary, the Kirk Cousins, you know, familiar with his receivers. They've got a good running back. Um, I'll go with the Vikings 27-24 here. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers. I know you're not surprised here, but I have to say I, this is probably the one I had the hardest time with, mostly because everything on paper tells you to pick the Vikings. That's the smart play. Um, Kirk Cousins is basically the worst. I am not a fan of Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook is still there, though. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I, there's a lot of good happening in Minnesota, but also it, Kirk Cousins just – it's hard for me to get behind him. And realistically, Aaron Rodgers got embarrassed week one last year. He got embarrassed a lot throughout the season, and everyone's talking about him being over the hill. He's using psychedelic drugs in South America in the offseason for clarity or maybe the hallucinate having wide receivers to throw to. I'm not really sure, but he didn't have a lot of them last year, and it seemed to work okay some of the time. But if there's one thing I don't want to bet against, it's Tom Brady after a loss. It's Aaron Rodgers after being embarrassed. So I'm taking the Packers to win 27-24. Um, and I think there's a chance Aaron Rodgers may end up a finalist for the MVP this year. Don't ask me how or why, but I think there's a pretty good chance that happens. I have another team this year where uh, Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers are my two quarterbacks. Which one do you think will do better, that one or the one where uh, Trey Lance and uh, Justin Fields are my two quarterbacks? I'm going to say the the NFC North is going to lead you to a better spot. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll so. keep you posted. All right. Um, <laughs> next up, one of the, the late games that I'm really um, interested in watching, and that's Kansas City at Arizona. I think this will be a real barn burner, but uh, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to conjure up wide receivers if that's what he needs to do. I am kind of interested to see what uh, Juju Smith-Schuster can do as the presumptive lead wide receiver there. I'll go with uh, Kansas City 31, Arizona Excuse me, Kansas City 34, Arizona 31. Okay, uh, I've got we're, we're on the same path here. I've got Kansas City winning 34-27. Let's see if the Kyler Murray drama settled down. Let's see if there's any any rhythm. Remember, we don't have DeAndre Hopkins. We don't have Christian Kirk anymore. So that's an issue. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have Tyreek Hill. These teams are going to look different. But Kansas City is dominated against the NFC in the regular seasons with Patrick Mahomes under center. I'm going to give them the edge here, and I think just overall they're a more complete team. So as long as as Patrick Mahomes' brother doesn't come dancing onto the field, I think they can probably win this game. All right, next up, another uh, 
high-scoring game, not quite as high-scoring for me at least, but uh, one I'm still interested in watching. If you remember the last game of the regular season last year, that um, Sunday night game between the Chargers and the Raiders, that uh, all the controversy about whether the Chargers should have just uh, kicked a field goal at one point and settled for the tie versus uh, going for the win, but um, any playing for the win. But anyway, um, all that's long forgotten here, and uh, I think Chargers at home will give them a slight edge over the Raiders in the revenge game. I'll say uh, Chargers 31, Raiders 28 between the two very evenly matched teams, at least in my mind. I'm going to actually take the other side of this. I'm taking the Raiders. I, I Obviously, big Derek Carr apologist. I think he might be the truly most snake-bit quarterback in the history of the NFL. I mean, every time this guy thinks he's getting better, you bring in Devontae Adams, the whole division gets better. Like, he really can't catch a break. But I think having Devontae Adams, having a hopefully healthy Darren Waller, you've got a pretty good running back group right now. Um, I, I think this offense can finally keep up with the rest of the division. I think they can score points, which was really their problem last year. Um, so, the the game last last year in week 18 between these two is great. I expect this one to be two. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the weekend. Chargers are good, but I think what? I think the Raiders are going to get the ball last, and that's going to be the difference. What's your score? Uh, I have the Raiders winning 28-24. Okay. So into the home stretch here. We're a little bit over time, but that's okay. Uh, Giants yeah. at Tennessee. I'm going to um, disagree with you on this one, too. I'm going to pick my Giants to get one of their few victories for the season, uh, even without Blake Martinez, a move that I still don't understand. But hopefully um, with some of Buffalo's offensive magic rubbing off, I'll go with uh, Daniel Jones's 27 and the Ryan Tannehill's 24. I'm taking the fighting running to Ryan Tannehill to win 28-20. to I'm very excited to see a healthy Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, but the rest, I'm not sure just yet. I want to see what the offensive line looks like, if if it exists at all. I'm going to take a healthy Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry over a healthy Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley right now. So I've got Tennessee winning by eight. All right. Uh, I'm also going to pick your team to win, Dallas hosting Tampa Bay and like oh, I said, I'm not sure what's going on with the uh, Buccaneers at this point, but it doesn't um, feel right to me. Of course, feelings no. don't really count for much in football, as we all know, but um, week one often hunches are all you have to go by. I think Dallas, uh, yeah, they're going to have problems on their offensive line perhaps, but uh, I'll pick them to win in week one at home. I'll say Dallas 30, Tampa Bay 21. I'm going to take Dallas 31-27 over Tampa Bay. A bit of a homer pick. Granted, the Cowboys have never actually beaten Tom Brady. They're over six against him. But this week it's going to change. He's got a few off-field distractions. I don't know if you've heard on any entertainment site ever. Uh, a crumbling offensive line. His support system guys are gone. I, Gronk's not there. Chris Godwin might play, but he's probably not. A lot of his security blanket is not here anymore. There's some change on the coaching staff. There's just a lot going on. And the Cowboys believe it or not, have fewer off-season distractions than the Buccaneers do, which almost never happens. And I think they're going to capitalize and just kind of sneak one in here. I, I, Granted, next week we're going to have all of the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl talk, but for a week we can enjoy it. They can have it. They'll be a good Sunday night game at least. The last couple of years we haven't gotten a great one week one. 
All right, and then closing out to schedule the Russell Wilson revenge game Monday night, Denver at Seattle. Um, the revenge factor is interesting. The game itself I don't expect will be. I think Denver just has too much. I think this year uh, Seattle is going to finally get to see what Russell Wilson can do uh, when the chains you know, are taken away, the training wheels are taken off. But uh, unfortunately I think that um, – and he's not doing it for Seattle anymore. I'll go Denver 34, Seattle 17. Yeah, I've got Denver winning 30 to 21. I've got a little over scoring, definitely another revenge game. Russell Wilson knows how to cut down one of the worst pass defenses in the league that did not get much better in the offseason. I think he's going to have a great night with some healthy wide receivers. If they could just stop blowing out ACLs left and right in, in Denver, we'd really be on to something. And I think he's going to have a little more time to actually throw the football than he has in years past, so that's going to make a difference as well. Uh, Seattle, not on the right end of this. Uh, obviously, things are not looking so good. They're going to be kind of rebuilding, but Russell Wilson's going to come out on top for sure. Okay. Um, do you want to give us some DFS wisdom? Yeah, we've got So, again, if it's your first time here, welcome. Not sure where you've been, but... Uh, you know who the best players are. You know who to start on your daily fantasy team. We're going to give you some ways to round that out, to fill in the gaps. We're going to give you value picks at every position. So just quickly, since we're a little over time, at quarterback, as much as I don't love it, Jalen Hurts, great value. Carson Wentz, who clearly I'm higher on than the rest of the world. Jameis Winston, again, I think it's a great matchup. And Tua tonga got a lot of guys to throw to the prices right there. At running back, Najee Harris is probably the cheapest you're ever going to see him this season. Might as well take advantage now. Also, really looking like a good matchup for him, Chase Edmonds. And like I said, David Montgomery out in Chicago. I think he's going to have a really nice day. Probably the only bright spot there for Bears fans this week. At wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster out there with a new team, clean slate. Nobody stole his bike yet in the offseason. I think things are going to look good for him. Adam Thielen, Rashad Bateman, T. Higgins going to have a monster game for Cincinnati. Chris Olave, a rookie, not going to cost you a lot. I think could have a really interesting day. Chase Claypool and Randall Cobb, a few more familiar names with a really good value. At tight end, Brevin Jordan in Houston, like I said, not going to be in a ton of time there to throw. He's going to be your, your check down option. It's going to be a good day for him. And Irv Smith Jr., also a good value pick. If you're looking at defenses, the commanders, Again, I'm higher on than a lot of people, but it's it's going to be a lower-scoring game. And Miami, as well, I think will be good for you this week. So certainly if you have questions on your season long or your daily fantasy pick, you can find us all over social media. We've got plenty of options. And One thing before we go. Yes. Give me your uh, Super Bowl prediction, your preseason oh, Super Bowl I, prediction. I, I, I really angst on a lot over this. I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to give you – uh, my AFC championship game, my NFC championship game, and a Super Bowl prediction. I'm going my AFC championship game, the Bengals against the Broncos. I've got the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. And then my NFC championship game, believe it or not, I'm going with the Packers and the Eagles, and I'm picking the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. I've got the Bengals winning the whole thing. Okay. Um, I haven't thought too much about the – championship games, but uh, I'll say that the AFC is an NFC East affair between Miami and Buffalo, and I'll go with uh, AFC East between Miami and Buffalo, and in the NFC, I'll go with uh, 
Philadelphia and Arizona with Arizona vying to be the third team in a row to uh, reach the Super Bowl in their home stadium. But uh, I think it's going to be Miami and Philadelphia in the Super Bowl, and I will go with Miami wow. as the winning team. Okay. So, I like it. Put in your pipe and I'm smoke intrigued. it. There's, there's not All a lot right. of people that and are on the same the other interesting thing. <laughs> The other interesting thing about that would be if it is Miami and Philadelphia, that that would be the combination. That would be both teams would have an Alabama quarterback and wide receiver combination, yeah. so that would make it interesting, that. too. That is interesting. So, I like it. All right, so, so we've got we one vote for Miami guys... and one vote for Cincinnati. <laughs> so we want to hear what you guys have to say. how wrong we are at the end of the season. Or maybe, maybe we'll be right. Sometimes that happens. I, I mean – We've been there. We've had some very close calls. We've picked some stuff right. Uh, so we want to hear what you guys think. Uh, of course, Speak if you have questions, yourself. tell us who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, find us all week long all over social media on Twitter at the number 4th and inches show at jkim16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4th and inches show at gmail.com. And we're back with you every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time giving you everything you need to guide yourself to victory. So good luck this week to everyone, unless, of course, you're playing us. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.